chopped off heads, thick heads and blood. To me, riffs are fucking timeless. You've got generations of people going to see them. It's our best album so far. The fans have been asking for it. They've been asking for it for years. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It's the music we play, man. You're either going to like it or not. There are satanic bands. Some of them really aren't. We're playing the craziest drunken debauchery show we've played probably ever. It is not a condition that they do in a podcast. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Hey, metal fans. It's The Great Metal Debate Podcast, episode 69, April 2021. This is your host, Robert, a.k.a. Gomdog Metallicus, a being of pure metal. Thanks so much for listening to us. We've got a great show for you. After the first break, I'll be joined by my man Eric from the U.S. Northwest for a back and forth about how we each see the past year with a great concert shutdown and what our expectations are for the upcoming year, as well as talking our mutual admiration of U.S. Metal Quartet 7 Spires. In addition, we've got a number of killer metal tracks to play for you this episode, all released in the pandemic year 2020, that include some awesome mellow death, power metal, and progressive thrash. We'll start the music off with a song from arguably one of the best metal albums of 2020, Black Hole Illumination. This track is Briar Patch by German melodic death metal band Zero Degree. Of my own, of the rose. 
so that was Empire of Stones by the band Sorceress of Sin off their album Marriage Revenge from 2020. And now I'm pleased to be joined by Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Hey, just wanted to have you as a metal fan on the show just to talk a little bit about what I think is on everyone's mind, which is after the debacle of 2020 and no shows, no getting to be around other metal fans, what the prognosis is for the coming year and when things will be get back to normal, just kind of what your thoughts are on that and what metal fans are thinking. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I'm still kind of uh, <clears throat> not really sure, just like everyone else, but sounds like things are going to start happening now slowly. I don't know um, <clears throat> in what form things are going to take, but I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward for things to get going again. Are you planning on seeing any shows anytime soon? Like, are there any scheduled in your area? I don't have anything scheduled on my calendar. I haven't really heard, um, I haven't heard too much about what's going on. I kind of, it's like once the, you know, once last year went down, I kind of just cleared my whole concert calendar and I've just been waiting for confirmation that something big is really going to come into town. But right now I still, I'm just kind of up in the air, not really planning on anything yet. See, man, your, your words resonate so much with me because I, I'm used to thinking of having the concert calendar. Like that's literally a thing right. where I've got those shows lined out, and it has been, I don't know about you, man, it has just been strange not to have that. Like, on a certain level, I've got my family life, my professional life, but my metal life is that concert calendar. It's been weird to have that pulled out from under me. Absolutely. It's surreal. I mean, it's the first time, it's been like almost a year and a half since I went to a show, which is the first time that's happened since I went to my first show when I was, you know, a little kid. And, um, and yeah, my concert calendar for 2020 was probably the best one ever. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see any shows last year at all. Dude, did you have seven spires on there? I know I did. Absolutely. Oh my God. That was the first big heartbreak. I was supposed to see them, uh, March 29th in Seattle. I just started getting into them really heavily and, uh, yeah, I missed that one. That's probably they're probably at the top of my list of bands that I'm looking forward to seeing once I get the chance. You know, I don't know that stateside any band was hit harder than Seven Spires just because they had that amazing tour set up with Insomnium and Omnium Gatherum in the spring, two giants of metal, European metal. And then in the fall, they had another amazing tour set up with Amaranth and Battle Beast. But yeah, for sure, Spires was uh, hit pretty hard, and I, I feel like they were really, <clears throat> they're really um, ready to break, break out, and I think they deserve it. And it really sucked that 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 happened when it did. I was definitely planning on seeing them at least twice, if not three times or more, last year. Same here, man. And you know, and and it, it just strikes me a band like that that was really set to break out. It makes me it. I have to ask the question, and I think it's it's not one that when you delve into it is maybe as straightforward as it seems. 2020, do you think when we're sitting here 10 or 20 years later, what do you think we'll be saying about it? Do you think ultimately it was bad for metal 
or could it have actually been something that ends up being good for metal? Well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll, the best thing we'll gain from it is just some perspective. I mean, I know that personally, I'm going to appreciate going to shows like never before. And I'm sure the bands are going to appreciate being able to play live again, like never before. So it's, uh, going to be there's going to be good things that come out of it obviously no matter how bad it sucks right now see i actually wonder and this may be controversial whether there may be a great winnowing of bands like there's going to be a lot of bands who came into 2020 and at whatever point that things start to open back up in 2021 maybe early 2022 they're just not going to stick it out we there will be a lot of metal bands who end up calling it quits and again i I wonder if in some ways that might be good for metal that there's maybe some reevaluation and 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 winnowing down i'm curious what you think about that yeah i mean i think you have a point i mean it's I, i think there's definitely sometimes it gets a little oversaturated with bands there are a ton of bands and i definitely don't have time to listen to all of them i usually kind of i tend to stick with a smaller number of bands that I can really concentrate on. And I, I feel like, you know, the ones that deserve it, the ones that uh, work hardest are going to make it, but not all of them. I agree. And and I think in some ways we have become somewhat, in, in this modern age, used to be just there being a million bands of every subgenre. If there's a reggae version of Pantera that you'll have a thousand such bands. Um, and, and again, that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, and I'm, and I just, I'm wondering if one of the things that will come out of this pandemic and the shutdown of bands is, man, if you're not, if you're not serious about this, if you're not in it for the long haul, you may call it quits. And, and, and that doesn't mean that there won't be legit good artists, excellent bands, excellent musicians, who for a variety of reasons have to do that. They just have to move on with their lives like many bands end up doing normally. Right. Yes. I think it's a, it's pretty uh, daunting career to try to go after. It takes a lot more than just talent and hard work. I, I, you know, I've, I've been a musician more or less my whole life, but I never really even wanted to try to go after a career because it takes a certain dedication. And especially in times like this, when bands are suffering so much because of this pandemic, it's a lot to, uh, it's a big hit to take. And you gotta, they gotta have a lot of, uh, they gotta have a lot of heart to be able to stick it out through stuff like that. You know, and the other side of it is, the venues. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm midway between Louisville, Kentucky, and Nashville, Tennessee, two moderate-sized U.S. cities, but places with a lot of music venues, especially Nashville. But, man, already I've seen many of those places. They're just not going to be opening back up whenever shows start again. Uh, many of them have closed down. And, you know, there's that was already a tough enough business to be in. I'll be very curious how many of the places that I went to see shows in over the past three years I ever get to see a show in again? Right. Yeah, I live just uh, near Portland, Oregon. So, you know, there's a lot of 
little clubs here, great places to see shows. And I haven't really, I haven't heard too much specifically about any of them closing down yet, but I'm interested to see which ones stay alive. Yeah, it'll be tough. And I, I shared on social media recently tips for people as things begin to open up. Buy a ticket. This ain't the time for you to be asking for the free pass uh, to be on the band's rider. Just buy a ticket. I photograph bands. I interview artists. I normally get in for free. But going for the next year at least, man, I, I am certainly not going to expect that. I'm just buying my own ticket, man. I mean, I think that's something that's necessary both to support the artists, but also maybe even more importantly, the venues that allow these artists to play. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem, you know, buying a ticket, especially since I, I hardly ever pay more than 20 or $30 for a show, which I love. I love, you know, <clears throat> listening to this metal that's not widely popular where I don't have to go to a, an arena and pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket. I love it. So I have no problem shelling out $20, $30 for a show because it's well worth it for me, obviously. And even T-shirts, even the overpriced T-shirts, I don't even complain too much about that because I feel it makes me feel good to support these bands that I don't think get enough credit. Dude, I feel like buying the T-shirt, when I see a show and if I enjoy the artist, I immediately go to that merch table and buy the shirt as just kind of a thank you and donation and support. That's their gas money. Dude, I'm probably, like, if it's 17 bucks, I'm just going to round up, give them a little extra there. Again, that's gas money. That's something for them as they're on the road. It's going to be tougher and tougher for bands. This has been their livelihood, and it's been a it's been a tough haul for them over the past year. Anything extra you can spare for them, I think, will be appreciated. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I always try to do that when I can. One other thing I want to bring up with you, Eric, because I, I know that you, are like me, are a fan of European metal, but I've kind of resolved myself to the fact that many of those European bands, it's going to be an extra long time. Even if late summer, early fall, things start to open up, there's more shows, it's all going to be U.S., maybe some Canadian bands. The idea of somebody coming from Norway, Sweden, or Greece to play in the U.S., it's just too much of a risk, and we're just not going to see a lot of those bands for a long while. Right. I mean, it's going to be gradual. It's not just going to be, like, normal right away. And, you know, being music, sometimes you get used to um, the idea of, you know, some of my favorite bands of all time, I never got a chance to see. figure I never will because they were even come over because incredibly expensive like i feel bad you know we were talking about that tour with seven spires and i felt so bad that insomnium and omnium gatherum came over here from finland set up this whole tour only to do one show it's always a risk i know epica a few years back had to end up canceling their tour and they had come across i love bands from europe i know every time they come across here they are taking a huge financial risk, and, and there are a number of bands, Therian in particular, who did it once, got burned, and were like, we are never doing this again. And and so I'm so appreciative, but I set my expectations where it's going to be a while before I see some of those bands that I love here live in the States. For sure, and it sucks, but because there obviously is so many great bands 
in Europe, but I'm, I'm happy that, I mean, there are still plenty of good American bands. I talk about Seven Spires all the time. I kind of, they're basically my favorite band. I'm really, I've been wanting to find a, a young band that really spoke to me musically. And it's, it's cool that they're an American band too. And so talented. They impressed the heck out of me. Every one of them, just amazing musicians. I think still great things are in store for that band, but I I will always wonder what would have been if the pandemic had never hit and they had had those two huge North American tours to introduce them to the entirety of the metal community here in the States. Yeah, it would have been a big thing for them. But, you know... One of the one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that there's been a lot. I mean, obviously you got everybody locked down and doing a lot of writing and stuff like that. So we got we're gonna have tons of new music coming out because that nobody could tour, including you know, the third Seven Spires album, which I'm anxiously awaiting, which should be done pretty soon. But yeah, I love all four of them. I mean, I love everything Adrian does. And anytime any of them is involved in something, I'm all over it new uh higher wing cd should be great <clears throat> love it yeah look for that again the dovas release that new Firewing should be excellent looking forward to that well man it's been good to talk to you eric i appreciate it and uh we'll close out this podcast with a few more amazing metal tracks all released in the pandemic year 2020 starting off with st petersburg band kill city kills and their rocking song bad blood then we're going to finish it off with a killer progressive thrash power track by U.S. metal innovators Maelstrom titled Predestined.
Destined from U.S. Meddlers Maelstrom off their amazing album Of Gods and Men. And before that, we heard Russian heavy rockers Kill City Kill with Bad Blood from their 2020 full-length album Badlands One. Thanks again to Eric for coming on the show today to talk metal music with me, and thanks to you metal fans for listening in. With concerts slowly being scheduled again, we're looking to get back into it with plans to attend a few shows in the central eastern U.S. over the next few months as well as some fests later in the year. So be on the lookout for some concert reviews and artist interviews from those, perhaps as early as May or June. We'll also be continuing with album reviews. We just released a review of the new album by U.S. West Coast Thrashers, Monarch. For that review, our previous podcast episodes, and all our amazing content, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And you can keep up to date on all our activities by following and liking us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just type in the keywords Metal Debate to find us. Until our next podcast, sell your soul for metal and defend it until your dying day. Metal Debate.